So today is the third Sunday of Advent. It is the Sunday of joy. And all throughout this series, we have been lighting the candles of Advent. And we've been celebrating the relationship that we find through Jesus Christ. That's what each of these candles represent. We can have a special aspect of relationship with Jesus through uh, the love of God and the hope of God. And, and today, the joy uh, that we find in God. We find this within our faith. But as we've also been going through this series, we've also been reminded this year that this season can be hard for us. It can be hard for us because we don't always feel these emotions. We don't always feel love. We don't always feel joy. We don't always feel hopeful. And especially even at Christmas time, that can be a hard one for us to feel. So even though Christmas is a time for joy, not everyone feels this way during the Christmas season. In fact, on Tuesday of next week, uh, Tuesday the 21st, Pastor Andy from Grace Presbyterian Church is going to host, and I'm going to join him. Uh, we're going to join him over at uh, Preakness, uh, or at Grace Presbyterian, rather. And we're going to offer the Wayne community a longest night service. Tuesday the 21st is the longest night of the year, and so we're matching that up with this service that is designed uh, to be an annual service for us. It's something that we did except for last year that we've been doing, Andy and I, and it's a safe place. It's designed to be a service that is a safe place for people to grieve during the holidays. It's a service of healing. It's a service of consolation. It's a service of assurance when people need it the most. And so if you're looking for a service like that, I encourage you to mark your calendars and join uh, Pastor Andy and I on the 21st of December, uh, when we're going to be uh, sharing at Grace Presbyterian Church next Tuesday. Because one of the ideas that we're going to explore in that service is the same topic that we're exploring today. Maybe in a different way, but it's the same topic that we're looking at today. And that topic is this, Christmas is a time for joy. It is a time for joy. What do I mean by that? What do, I, what do I mean when I say Christmas is a time for joy? When I say Christmas is a time for joy, many of you might be hearing me say these words, and you might be nodding your head. You might be saying, absolutely, Christmas is a time for joy. I love this season of the year. It's so exciting for me. I can almost taste the eggnog. Right? I can almost taste it. I can think about opening presents with family and, and friends, and I get so excited. I get excited that Santa and her reindeer are only 12 days away. It's so exciting for us. It sends a shockwave of, of electricity through our body, and it sends us with anticipation as we get closer and closer to that Christmas day. That anticipation gets stronger and stronger for us. But there's others of us for whom Christmas is severely lacking this year. We just spent time praying for people who are going through difficult times. Maybe even you yourself. Perhaps you have a loved one who's died this last year. And this is the first Christmas without him or without her in your life. Maybe you've received some bad news recently and it weighs heavily upon your head and upon your heart. Or the world seems to be a cold, dark place and you can't tell exactly when it happened, but it seems to you that you're just living through a fog right now. In Christmas time, the idea of full of joy is not a way that you would characterize the way you're living these days. And so at this time of the, the year, when I say Christmas is a time of joy, what are we really celebrating? What is the reason for our joy? Well, no matter whether you're looking forward to December 25th with excitement or wishing in your heart or with dread in your heart and you wish you could skip the day, we can choose joy this year 
Because what we celebrate has nothing to do with music and song. It has nothing to do with beautifully wrapped presents. Christmas isn't filled with joy because the lights are so pretty and the stockings are hung by the chimney with care. Christmas is a time for joy because you and I, who are as far from God as we can possibly be, are able to come close to God through the person of Jesus Christ. Though we are as far as, from God as a human being can possibly be, we are made close to God because of Christmas. This past week, I saw a really neat slide come across my social media. And this is the slide I want to share with you. And this is a picture, and I, I want to explain what we're seeing here. Um, it should be coming up in a second, or maybe it's not. There it is. So it says this. It says, this is the reason, or tis the se- this is the season, this is the reason. This is the season. It's a picture of a wreath, but on the, the right-hand side, or you know, on the left-hand side of the wreath, it says, this is the season, and it is essentially this wreath, a Christmas wreath. This is the season that we're celebrating. But why do we celebrate this? Because of what's on the other half of that wreath. It's the crown of thorns. This is the season and this is the reason. The reason we celebrate Christmas is because we are loved by God. That's why we celebrate. We're loved by God. God loves us so much that he sent his son into the world so that we might be healed from all of our pains, all of our brokenness, all of our sadness, all of our grief. Jesus took on our sin upon himself on the cross so that if we ask, God will forgive us and make us whole. Christmas is a time of joy because it's Jesus' birthday. Now in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, there's a book called Zephaniah. And in the book of Zephaniah, we read how the prophet, the prophet Zephaniah was sent to God's people. He was sent to speak to his people. And when Zephaniah shows up on the scene, he was speaking into the lives of these people in a very challenging time. It was really challenging for him. Many people had turned their backs on God. They had just turned their backs completely on God. Injustice and oppression were widespread. If you read the scripture, you see that injustice and, and oppression were widespread. The people didn't listen to God, and they wouldn't change their ways. They were hard-hearted. No matter what the prophets, no matter what the people were saying, the people would not change. Officials and judges were corrupt. Religious people were just as bad. The priests and the scribes, they they were using their position for influence and for gain. It was a pretty bad scene. It was a pretty bad scene. In addition to the leaders and the regular folks who were acting lousy, there were people who were paying the price for everyone's bad actions, for their bad behaviors for their bad choices. There were people who were paying for the penalty for that bad behavior. Some people were the oppressors, but there were people who were living under that oppression. There were leaders who were corrupt, and there were people who were living under that corruption. They had no power. They were beaten up. They were beaten down. The environment at this time was toxic. Everyone was impacted by the decisions of the people to turn away from God. And into this culture, Zephaniah speaks. Into this culture, God sends Zephaniah to speak these words. And these are the words that we read from Zephaniah chapter 3, verses 14 through 20. And this is what it says. Sing, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. For the Lord will remove his hand of judgment and will disperse the armies of your enemy. And the Lord himself, the King of Israel, will live among you. 
At last your troubles will be over and you will never again fear disaster. On that day, the announcement to Jerusalem will be, Cheer up, Zion, don't be afraid. For the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty Savior. He will take delight in you with gladness, with his love. He will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with, fearful, uh, with joyful songs. I will gather you who mourn for the appointed festivals. You will be disgraced no more. And I will deal severely with all who have oppressed you. I will save the weak and the helpless ones. I will bring together those who were chased away. I will give glory and fame to my former exiles, wherever they have been mocked and shamed. On that day, I will gather you together and I will bring you home again. I will give you a good name, a name of distinction among all the nations of the earth as I restore your fortunes before their very eyes. I, the Lord, have spoken. These are the words that Zephaniah spoke into such a hard and challenging culture. Even though the times were tough, Zephaniah was sent by God to encourage God's people. And the joy that he was expressing, the joy that he shared, was about the one who removes judgment and replaces it with mercy. That's what he was saying. Christmas is a time of joy because when the Lord our God comes, he is coming to live among us. It is when the mighty Savior entered into our world to take delight in us with extreme gladness. With his love, he calms all fears. He gathers all who mourn to himself. He brings us home and he deals with those who oppress us and saves the helpless and the weak. At Christmas, we celebrate with joy the truth that we have a God who loves us so much that he gathers us together and he brings us home. Christmas is a time for joy because it's when we celebrate the birth of the one who calls us his own and gives us value. God is giving us value. And we are never alone. We are never isolated, but we are loved by God. And belief in Jesus as God's Son gains us access into the presence of the Heavenly Father for all eternity. This is the good news. Christmas is a time for joy because Christmas is about Jesus. It's about Jesus. And so as Christmas comes around this year, let's all of us make a promise to ourselves that we're going to remember Jesus in this Christmas season. Each of us can choose to do one small thing that remembers Jesus in a very special way. The question is, is what are you going to do? What will you do? What are you going to do this year? As you're looking forward to Christmas, what is something you can do this year? Maybe if you're excited. I said there are some people who are excited about Christmas. If you're excited about Christmas, man, take this and go all out. Right? Throw a birthday party for Jesus. Throw a birthday party for him. Get a birthday cake. Get a birthday cake and, and let's remember Jesus this year. Make a birthday cake. And it might seem strange to hear me say that if you've never done it before, but I've known people who will literally take Christmas morning and they make it a birthday party, less Christmas morning, and more about a birthday party. They get balloons and they get cakes and they just celebrate it as, as much as they were going to celebrate their own birthday. They celebrate Christmas morning like it's a birthday. If you want, sing happy birthday and have some fun with it. Sing happy birthday to Jesus. Celebrate Jesus' birthday the same way that you would celebrate your own birthday or someone special in your family. Go all out. Or buy a gift for Jesus this year. There's still several weeks left. There's a couple weeks left. Buy a gift for Jesus this year, specifically for him, 
put it underneath your tree. And then as you take that, as you come to Christmas, you, you take that gift, and then you find someone who's really down and out and discouraged this year. And you give them that gift. Maybe even buy it with them in mind. But you buy it and say, this is my Jesus gift. I'm going to buy a present, not for my family, not for my friends. I'm going to give it to someone specifically who doesn't know really what, how they want to celebrate Christmas this year. And give that to them. The point is, whatever you want to do, add some joy to your Christmas celebration by doing something that remembers Jesus' birthday. Now, Christmas is going to be hard for you this year. As, as I mentioned, there's a lot of us listening and many of us who, for whom Christmas is a difficult season. And so if it's going to be hard for you this year, that's okay. Do something personal to you. Write a thank you note to Jesus. Take time and write a thank you note and thank Jesus. Give him three things. The, the wise men gave Jesus three gifts. Take three thank yous and thank Jesus for three things this year that, that you are really thankful for. Or maybe on Christmas Eve or even Christmas Day, take a walk at night after you've eaten all the food or whatever you might have done, or just take a walk. And as you take a walk, look for the North Star in the sky and then tell yourself the story or read the story or think about, meditate on the story of these wise men who traveled to find Jesus as they followed the star. But do something personal, just to spend time with Jesus, making Christmas about Jesus in that way. Or look for someone, some, some place where you can donate your time. You know, in the next couple of weeks, maybe knock on the door of Kumak and go volunteer for a couple of hours in the afternoon or, or go to Habitat for Humanity or sign up and do some hammering for Habitat. Do something, go to some place where you can volunteer your time. We show love for God most when we are caring for other people the way God cares for us, the way God loves us. And so celebrate Jesus this year by caring for someone else. These are all different ways that you can care and share and remember Jesus this year. Here's one more that I've got for you, and this is an idea that any one of us can do, all of us can do. In fact, we've made it easy uh, for you to do today. Um, it'll add significance to your day and remind you the joy of Christmas. And it's this. Find a nail. Any old nail will work. If you want, if you're here, we have them in the lobby. And so find yourself a nail or take one of the ones that we have there and just attach a string to the end of that nail. And then what I would encourage you to do is to take that nail and I would say, go put it on your Christmas tree this year or hang it up in your home somewhere as an ornament. And just remember the reason for the season. When you look at this nail, be reminded that Christmas is a time for joy because it's Jesus' birthday and Jesus gave up everything for you and for me. Christmas is a time for joy. All of us can choose to do one small thing this year. Whatever is in your head, whatever you want to do, do something. It could be something that I said, maybe it's something else that you would like to do. But do one small thing this year that remembers Jesus in a small way. Let the joy of the season be found in the fact that God loves you. He sent Jesus into your life to give you hope, to bring you peace when you feel overwhelmed. He has poured joy into your heart, as Rob read earlier today. So go crazy. Do something big if you want. Make it a big celebration or make it personal and do something small. But whatever you do this year, find a way to acknowledge Jesus in your Christmas season. Christmas is a time for joy, and Jesus is the reason for the season. Amen. Let's pray. God, I thank you for this day. I thank you, Lord, that our joy is not found in 
the material things around us. They can be things that we add to our day and they can be something that we grab onto to celebrate. But Lord, our joy is found in the amazing love that you have for each and every one of us. And Lord, all of us can celebrate that this year. God, I pray that you would help us to remain true to, uh, to the, the understanding of this story of Christmas, that you so love the world that you came into this world. God, that you sent Jesus into the world for us. Lord, we know that ultimately you sacrificed everything for us. And so, Lord, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this Christmas season. We thank you for what we're about to celebrate here in just a few short weeks. But we celebrate all year long. And we pray this all today in Jesus' name. Amen.